So what's the big problem with wealth creation? How do people like us, who didn't inherit a boatload of money, who are investing and building wealth from our own blood, sweat and tears, how do we invest in a way that gives us remarkable results and become financially free before retirement age? I don't know about you, but I am sick of hearing from wealth gurus and experts who don't walk their own talk and prescribe strategies that are a one-size-fits-all approach. For self-made people like you and me, I'm here to tell you that you don't need to be superhuman or already wealthy to reach financial freedom earlier than 65. This is the Alternative Investing Podcast. Hey guys, welcome to the podcast. Um, Really appreciate you making time to listen. What I want to talk about today is this idea that business owners really do have an edge when it comes to building wealth. And, you know, I really want to quantify, if you like, why they have a huge competitive edge over most salaried workers. Now, obviously, this isn't always the case, but more and more, I I get the opportunity to talk to super successful business owners and what I've witnessed in terms of their capacity to build wealth is that it is quite different to someone who holds down a job. I thought it might be interesting for you guys if I share a little bit about my story when it comes to my experience around wealth building. And, you know, the the background that I want to share up front is I had a grandfather who was extremely entrepreneurial. He was someone who was very well connected. He had relationships with top politicians, movie stars. He was well-liked and well-known. He was asked often to come and speak at um, big public meetings He was a very influential person in the city that he grew up in. He did everything from owning car dealerships through to bringing circuses to towns through to all sorts of things. Very, very wealthy guy. And interestingly, my dad was probably the polar opposite of that. He was a very risk averse kind of guy who saw great value in, and he was probably a a product of his generation of working for the man keeping your head down and just, you know, holding down a good job. And, you know, in fairness to him, his attitudes towards that probably came about as a result of, you know, basically the the illness that he he contracted when I was around 10 that kind of put him under a, you know, a very short life sentence. And so that would have changed his his views, I'm sure. But even prior to that, he was very comfortable with the idea of working for someone else. And in my own journey, you know, I, I know many of you know that I started my career as an accountant with Deloitte. You know, I think I started my career very much adopting the attitude of my father, which is I'm just going to put my head down. I'm going to work as hard as I can. And if I do that, the rewards will come. And I realized very early on in my career that that just was never going to happen. I realized that, you know, even if I doubled my effort at work and did an amazing job and won new business or solved big problems, it wasn't ever going to result in, you know, huge increases in pay. And so, When I had the opportunity to leave corporate and I I kind of had an inkling of a feeling for many years that, you know, I just didn't feel like it was my destiny to work for someone else. I definitely felt like I had a creative streak that I wanted to be an entrepreneur and run business. I just didn't know in what form. But I took a leap of faith, sorry, in the year 2000 and and just sort of stepped out and and tried to do a number of different businesses. I was describing to someone earlier today, at one point, I 
owned a day spa and all sorts of things. So anyway, that some of those things worked, some of those didn't. But, you know, in the background, investing became something that I realized was earning me far more money than anything I could be earning in a corporate job. So that kind of was the nail in the coffin of, of ever going back to corporate. I think, you know, having worked now with so many people in the business world, what I recognize is that you know, there's a lot of you out there who don't realize the gift that you have in that being a business owner means that you can take the limits off what you earn. You have, in many cases, a high degree of control over how you work, when you work, how much money you take home, you know, what your lifestyle looks like. And, you know, I, I want to asterisk this with it. Obviously, that's not always the case. I think many people go into business with a passion and a dream of being you know, financially well set up and only a small percentage of people make it. And, but I guess the, the point of this is if you are in that fortunate position of, of earning great dividends and profits in your business, and maybe you're just realizing that you haven't really put your head into the wealth building game. I want to describe to you why you have an edge and, you know, really what you need to be asking yourself if you want to rectify the idea that you haven't really done enough at this point. So, you know, obviously, first of all, the edge that you have, you know, even in, in the domestic market is that the banks will love you. If you can show that you earn good income, borrowing from the banks becomes easier. And most people understand that using leverage to acquire particularly real estate, but to do any form of investing is going to exponentially increase your outcomes, provided you do it safely, asterisk. Secondly, if you've got good income, you're not going to nickel and dime over advice. You're going to go out there and you're going to find the best people who are going to support your wealth journey and get you to the results that you want. And I guess what I'm saying when I talk about that is the idea that you can basically buy your way in to getting access to better deals because ultimately, you know, what most investors do is they do it themselves. They try and find deals themselves. They take whatever limited information they have, the experience they have, and they apply it in their local markets or even, you know, more broadly across, you know, across a nation and they try and find deals and they, you know, they fight and they elbow alongside other people to try not only to find the deals, but once you've found the deals, actually securing them. So I think having a high income definitely gives you an edge because you can kind of cut through a lot of the competition by working with people who can fast track those deals. And, you know, certainly inside of my program, I, I think that's why people come to me. As much as they love my sparkling personality and my sweet nature, they want access to premium deals. Same with buyer's agents. That's why they engage a buyer's agent because they want somebody else to do the headache work of finding and securing deals. So definitely if you are in that luxurious position, then you can certainly go out there and, and pay for the top advice. The next thing I would say is, and, and probably this is the most important out of, of all the reasons, if you have the luxury of high income, that is the fuel that drives your investment engine. And, you know, one of the things I've witnessed <laughs> over time is people who have earned significantly more money than I have, but who have been more focused on growing their lifestyle or not to kind of tarnish everyone with the same brush or who have 
just simply been poor with their money management and just had massive money leaks to some degree. And I don't know if you can relate to this business owners who earn great money, who tell me that they're incredibly frugal, but have very little to, to show for, you know, what they have. If you do have the luxury of high income, sometimes it just takes a few small tweaks and someone maybe to show you where the flow of money or the structuring of money isn't, you know, serving you to kind of turn things around. And and if you can start to harness your income and direct it into growing assets and investments that are going to help you deliver financial freedom sooner than most, that is what you know, the game is all about. So I think people forget that information is great. The way you think is great. The actions you take are great and all have a role to play when it comes to wealth building. But let's not forget that the fuel that you can contribute is a massive determinant in terms of how quickly you reach financial freedom. So the real question that I want to leave you with today is ask yourself, do you have an edge? Do you have that ability to generate dividends, profits over and above what most people that you know can do? And then the question to ask is, well, what are you going to do about it? Because ultimately, you know, nothing else matters. So guys, I hope you found this useful. I'd love to hear from from you guys if you have any thoughts, questions, topics that you want covered. But till next time, just please take care. You've been listening to the Alternative Investing Podcast. If you're feeling frustrated that despite doing everything right in the property investing playbook and you're no closer to financial freedom, then head on over to inkosiwealth.com to learn more about how you can use alternative investments to catapult your investing income and blend strategies to shave decades off your timeline to financial freedom. See you on the next episode.